Good afternoon, everyone. It's Ali Quorum and Justin Nielsen here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Monday, December 11th, where we saw stocks shake off early weakness and the NASDAQ getting very close to taking out a key level, Justin. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, a lot of the indexes are actually right there at their 52-week highs, uh, but we'll take a look at a few stocks as well, including Applied Materials, Copart, and Snowflake. All right, we'll take a look at those three stocks, but first let's analyze the major indexes. The NASDAQ today reversing higher up two tenths of a percent. Stronger still was the S&P 500 up about four tenths of a percent. The Dow also up a little bit more than four tenths of a percent today. Small caps also participating up one tenth of a percent. Uh, and underneath the surface, actually, uh, there is an, an interesting story going on. But first, let's take a look at the high level here, NASDAQ composite, Justin. Yeah, NASDAQ composite, look, there, there's nothing to complain about for today. You know, it was up, uh, you know, we're continuing to trend above all of our moving average lines. We're right there at potential 52 week highs. Um, yeah, nothing's wrong with this picture. Um, but what was a little surprising was the action of the mega caps. The mega caps, of course, have been fueling a lot of this. And so you look at FNGS, which is um, a, a FANG plus ETF. And, you know, this was basically flat. And I, I think that was... That was actually, you know, better than I thought it was, because <laughs> if you looked at the NASDAQ 100, um, you know, the QQQ, look, remember, this is the the top, you know, the top stocks in the NASDAQ uh, by market cap, excluding the financials. Um, you know, this was up pretty strong. But the real story was, if you look at QQEW, which is the NASDAQ 100 equal weighted, um, because actually, uh, you know, this was up almost a full percent higher because what was happening was the mega caps were really dragging things down. Um, just a couple quick stats for you. Uh, according to my calculations using Google Finance and stuff, it looked to me like about 42% of the NASDAQ 100 actually had a gain over 2% today. Um, about 70% of them had a gain over 1%. And only 10% were actually down today. So 100 stocks, that's about 10 stocks. Uh, let me see if you recognize a theme here. I'm gonna name some of the stocks that were down today. Amazon, Google, Apple, Tesla, NVIDIA, Meta. You know, those were some of the, the, the losers today. Of course, these are the Magnificent Seven. So those heavyweights were kind of masking some of the strength underneath. Now, don't get me wrong. The NASDAQ composite still had more decliners than advancers, but there was a lot of strength out there. So uh, the indexes didn't quite show it evenly, though. Mm -hmm. And even going through those Magnificent Seven stocks, it looked like almost all of them uh, closed nicely off lows. So yeah. uh, we did have that. But yeah, really interesting trends underneath the surface, even comparing SPY versus RSP, Justin. SPY today up four tenths of a percent, as mentioned, and RSP up almost nine tenths of a percent. So continuing to see those signs of broadening participation, which is definitely what the bulls want to see. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there, there's a few things that we should just kind of warn folks, um, you know, the fact that we're getting at those 52 week highs, you're going to start seeing, uh, well, you already have started seeing a lot of headlines saying, you know, indexes at highs, and that's going to start putting the pressure on people that maybe haven't participated to kind of say, you know, gosh, I, I really missed out and I need to get in. Uh, so be very careful. You know, you don't want to be chasing stocks. You don't want to be uh, having this fear of missing out that's making you make bad decisions. So uh, really kind of look at all the stocks. And look, the indexes are doing one thing, but 
when it comes down to it, you're going to be looking at your individual positions and making decisions. Hey, am I buying this at a good time, a low risk entry, or am I letting my emotions get carried away and trying to get into stocks that are already gone and out of there? So remember that if this if this market is truly going to have uh, some legs to it uh, beyond just a great November, uh, we're going to have a chance. And so that might just require some patience, but also always be looking for those exits, right? Always have your exit strategy planned ahead of time. Uh, don't ever get complacent to the point where you're thinking, oh, everything's great. Uh, always always be knowing you know, that things can turn at any time. Some great words of wisdom there. Now let's quickly take a look at blue chips and small caps. Here is the Dow today getting above its recent trading range there just above 36,000 and looking at the weekly chart we can see that uh, high in January of 2022 at 36,952 we're around 36,400 so knocking on the door of that high there and then oh, let's oh, also almost a almost a 104 week high huh <laughs> so uh because that's that's the January from 2022 just to be clear mm -hmm. yes yes mm -hmm. Exactly. And then let's take a look at the Russell 2000 as well, starting to see small caps participate. So it looks like that next round number where it could get some trouble is 19,000, Justin. Yeah, exactly. So 1900, you're, you're looking at that as um, a, a level. Hey, it's zeros not that big of a deal with an index right um if you go to the weekly chart on this you can see how many times that 1900 level has been important and look 2000 is as well you can see a number of hits there at, oh, yeah. at the 2000 level so we've got two really important areas that we got across for the russell but again as you said ali the, the big thing here is that we're getting the participation um it's 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 above its 200 day moving average line and it's staying there which is exactly what we wanted to see yeah, we'll take it. Let's take a look at the 10-year treasury yield. So we saw stocks advance while we saw the 10-year reverse lower after a strong day on Friday. And then, of course, putting this into context, we've seen treasury yields come off a lot yeah. since late October. Yeah. So this is one of, you know, now we're getting to a point, uh, we always talk about kind of that Goldilocks feel where, you know, you don't want it too hot, you don't want it too cold, you want it just right. Uh, I think, you know, Overall, treasury yields coming down is a good thing for stocks, but you don't want it to come down too much too fast because that just uh, reeks of recession fears. Um, and look, we've got two important things on the calendar coming up. We've got the CPI data coming up tomorrow and the Fed. Now, no one is expecting that the Fed is going to be raising rates on, on Wednesday, but there is always, you got to listen to the press conference and kind of get that mood um, because we have certainly been jostling around in terms of what the market thinks is going to happen in the future from uh, rate cuts possibly as early as March, maybe May. Uh, but that is going to be a big thing where the Fed starts saying, hey, it's, you know, they, they, they've been They've been up here long enough. We've done what we needed to do. Uh, and the next part of our soft landing attempt here is to bring the rates back down because they've done their job in terms of curbing inflation. Certainly, we had a lot of jobs data that helped uh, kind of bolster that opinion uh, last week. But the CPI report is going to be one more thing that uh, to add to the, the list of economic data that we're watching. 
Yes. Okay. Let's take a look at a couple of ETFs before we move on chips. Definitely the standout group today, Justin, with SMH up 2.4%. So we looked at NVIDIA and it was down on the day. But if you look outside of that, mm -hmm. it seemed like there was really nice broad participation in chips today. Yeah, pretty impressive with NVIDIA down almost 2% and it being 20% of the weight of SMH that you still had this much power there. So that just kind of told you that there was a lot of strength uh, in this group and uh, among the members. So uh, uh, look, tech, you know, it was strong. It might not have been showing up as much on the indexes, but there was a lot of strength in tech. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And here's a look at XLK, the S&P 500 tech sector ETF, yeah. clearing its sideways range developed over the last couple of weeks, extending gains up almost nine tenths of a percent. And then we also yeah. want to take a look at XLI. I know you pointed this out in the early going as uh, an area to watch today, industrials up nine tenths of a percent. Yeah, so this was the leading sector spider fund, um, you know, just kind of, again, showing you that there is, uh, it's not just tech that's doing all of the heavy lifting. Uh, XLI, the industrials, uh, right here near, um, you know, near a 52-week high themselves. So that's good to see. Again, just more and more participation from different sectors of the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so clearing that September or late August high and getting close to the early August peak there. Okay, let's take a look at CPRT, a breakout above a trend line today, also closed back above the 21-day line moving average with a gain of over 3% in some volume today, CPRT. Yeah. And one of the things that I liked about this is you, you're always looking for those areas of logical support. And we had two here. We had the 50-day moving average line. Didn't quite get there, but it, it, it basically stopped before it hit that 50-day line, but also the top of this flat base. And so you kind of have these two areas. Now, it, it wasn't perfect because there was a lot of volume kind of on the way down here. Um, and for a while there, I was worried that the volume wasn't going to be that great uh, coming coming up. But 34% isn't bad. So it would be nice to see some more volume come in. Um, but when you have a stock that goes up, breaks out, uh, and then pulls back, that's actually very normal. 40 to 50% of the time, we see that happen with leading stocks. You know, I mean, this is talking about some of the best, the best. They they actually do this. So it's not unusual to see this kind of action, not something you should be afraid of. And sometimes this is kind of the second chance saloon right here where you can have a stock that you maybe missed and you can have a second chance at it on that pullback. And then, you know, you can get get right in there in the buy zone without having to buy something extended. Uh, I will say the caveat is when stocks go up, 10%, 15% or more, and right. then pull all the way back. That's something different. You know, we don't want to see something round trip, really solid gains like that, but gains of five, 6%, and then pulling back to the, the buy point. That's very normal. Exactly. Okay. Next on our list, we want to take a look at uh, AMAT. This is applied materials, but actually uh, the technical action here today for Copart uh, was notable enough to get it added to a certain list, wasn't it, Justin? Yes, we did add it to Swing Trader. And you know what? This also does have long-term leader qualities. If you look, look at the weekly uh, chart, um, you know you can see that the EPS growth rate is 20, 24%. And the, 
the earning stability is six, the lower number is better. So having that high of an earnings growth rate and that low of a stability number is pretty good. And as you were showing the monthly chart, um, this has been one that has had some really good relative strength overall. It did have a little bit of a flat period here in 21, uh, 22, uh, but it really seems like it's recovered and um, you know potentially on the on the move. Definitely. And now let's take a look at applied materials. This is AMAT. I'm going to zoom in on the monthly, although, or sorry, on the daily, although the monthly does show it uh, coming right up to a key level as well on that look at it. But if we take a closer look at the daily, this is another one came down to a prior buy point, the 21 day line and clearing a trend line today, 5% gain. Yeah, so uh, nothing wrong with this. Now, this one did come in a little bit beyond that double bottom buy point at 148.40. Uh, but again, you got to give some some breathing room to these. You know, don't think that it's going to come right to the penny at that level. Sometimes it does, um, but it didn't break any sell rules, right? It didn't. Uh, it didn't trigger the seven percent rule. You can see that pink shaded area. It didn't go below the fifty-day moving average line. So nothing like that that would give you overall concern. Now, it's never fun when you've got a stock that maybe you bought this off the double bottom and then you just didn't go anywhere. And it can be very tempting to say, well, this isn't uh, this isn't working. Everything is leaving without me. Um, but don't let those fall off your radar. If you sell them, you know, fine, but don't let it fall off your radar because sometimes it's just the right stock, wrong time. Uh, and you have to be be ready to jump on it if it does actually show strength. And it looks like AMAT definitely was showing a lot of strength along with a lot of chips today. This was just one among many. So it wasn't alone. Of course, you know, one of the things that, you know, we should note is that there um, was some, some news on this uh, in the chip area. And by the way, this was also the stock of the day. Patrick Seitz did a great article on this, um, but we had, um, you know, some of the funding, you know, we've been waiting for this funding to come out and funding for that. Uh, what, what is it called? It's the 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 chips, the U.S. Chips and Science Act. Um, I can't remember what the chip stands for, but it's a clever acronym. Uh, but you know, a lot of funding is going to be happening for these semiconductors that are, you know, creating chips in U.S. soil uh, for national security purposes to kind of get a go get away from the supply chain. Um, exposure we had uh, with, with China. Um, so a lot of this funding is coming out and that's definitely something that was driving it uh, today. Certainly worth taking a read of that Patrick Seitz article for the stock of the day on applied materials. Another one, by the way, that did join Swing Trader today. Yeah. And last but not least, let it snow. Tis the season. Seeing Snowflake try to top a buy point here, the pivot at 192.66. So it did close some 33 cents above that pivot with uh, a closing range of 59%. So in the upper half, in some above average volume here. And I think what we liked about this one was that strong move on earnings and it didn't want to give that up. It started to get tighter and now is trying to move out of that range. I, I, that's exactly right. I, I really like when you have such a strong move. Uh, you know, when something happens in the earnings call that makes all the analysts say, we've got to revalue this company. It's worth a lot more than we thought it was. And you can see that rush of volume coming in as the institutions um, buy up shares, basically saying, look, I just need more of this. Um, and then the fact that it's able to hold those gains is, is a very big positive. Now, the one thing you have to be careful of with Snow, uh, unlike the the co-part and applied materials that we looked at is if you look at the weekly chart, this does have quite a bit of overhead supply. You remember when this came out, it was definitely an institutional darling, um, really, you know, 
captured a lot of folks' imagination in terms of what is possible for the stock back in 2021. And then it really took a dive. Uh, so there's a lot of folks that may be sitting on this stock uh, that have this higher price stock all the way up at 400 and are looking to get back at even. But I will say one thing about overhead supply, while it's it, it makes me very nervous when it's recent, um, they have a saying, they either wear you out or scare you out. And if two years has passed and they still haven't worn these folks out, they might be in it for the long haul. So uh, as that overhead supply does get old, and we often look at this uh, black bar, the vertical bar here, as kind of a, uh, a timeline. Once it starts getting past that black bar, it is starting to get less relevant. So while I am always very cognizant of overhead supply, I'm not as concerned because it is starting to get older. That makes sense. All right. Thank you so much, Justin. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We will be back with more tomorrow morning on IBD Live, where we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details. We've got David Ryan returning to the show and we'll get his perspective, his updated view on where we stand in this market. So looking forward to that. And we hope to see you there, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.